Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the Hadit.com Radio Show. Hadit.com Radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this July the 12th, uh, 2018, and we're here today with our co-host, Gary Batser. Oh, gee. July the 12th. Uh, Ain't this July? 2018. Oh. And we're here today with a cold scale answer. Oh, jeez. Well, where's that going to come from? But, uh, anyway, today our speakers are James Cripps and Ray Cobb, and we even have Berta on. We're going to do a little bit of discussion about this fiasco down in Arkansas on that uh, crazy doctor down there that needs to be hung. But uh, uh, anyway, how y'all doing? Doing good. Doing, good. doing real good. <laughs> real good. Uh uh, Ray, what do you know about that deal down there in Arkansas? I mean, <laughs> James. Uh, I'm not all that familiar with that, Gerald. Uh, I hadn't been watching it too close. I, I know we spoke about it the other day. Uh, yeah. But, you know, you can kind of fill us in on it. Uh and Ray maybe may come in the queue. I don't know. He was on his way to Florida when I talked to him, and he's got some visiting relatives coming down. But he said he might try to make it, so I don't doubt he don't call in. He may be a little bit late. Well, that'd be okay. Alberta's up to date on this real good, and she she may even have a little bit of new new material for us. What are uh, you well, I've got a little bit, uh, Gerald, because. Uh, uh, of course, we're talking about the, the pathologist that was fired, uh, I think, in April. He had worked at the VA since 2005. He got into a lot of trouble. Uh, there were a lot of complaints about him, apparently, from the staff that he had come to uh, on the job uh, impaired. Uh, I, I was thinking it was drug abuse, but I uh, have every reason to believe it was alcohol abuse. I know who the pathologist is, and he's been um, uh, talking to the press, and he wrecked his own defense. I mean, this guy, in some way, is definitely impaired in a way. He, I know a little bit about civil law, but he should have never yapped away to the press. And, you know, and he, he identified himself. And I did ask the VA today. I said, I know the name of the pathologist. I'm not going to give it to you because I think that you know that it is public. And she said, yes, we know it's public. Um, uh, so I'll just tell you briefly what I know, and then I'll get off uh, the show, because I know uh, James always has a lot to offer uh, on anything. So uh, as of yesterday, the special call center that they had to set up in the letter that they sent to over 20,000 veterans, I posted the letter that had it. Uh, they so far have had uh, 3,300 calls from veterans. 
That was as of yesterday. This was confirmed by uh, one of their uh, public affairs directors, who I believe was in the video of the town hall meeting that was on video and on TV. Uh, so far, there is no change to the seven known confirmed misdiagnosed veterans in about 2,000 more reviewed cases. Well, that's good news, but I, I don't buy what they sell, you know. <laughs> so that's what uh, the VA is saying. Um, uh, uh, Mike Sasser's uh, wife has the name. I gave it to uh, her lawyer. Um, if a veteran in uh, Fayetteville finds that they were misdiagnosed, um, and I believe that they may have caused three deaths, they're saying they may have caused one so far. I think it's three because I've been reading, uh, watching TV of a lot of these veterans uh, on uh, video uh, of, uh, and the widows. So I think it's going to be more than three that might have been caused by the uh, pathology uh, misdiagnosis. And the VA is prepared to explain to them all of their rights under FTCA as well as uh, 38 U.S.C. 1151, which is great news. But what they're going to do is immediately begin a proper diagnosis and medical treatment for those veterans. That's the most important thing of all. Uh, and they're planning another town hall meeting uh, with updates to the whole situation, which I will be sure to watch that on the computer as it's live. Uh, maybe I can get a transcript. Uh, and I understand they are having a town hall meeting on the 18th um, in the same building, same time. Uh, at, well, no, this is going to be at night. Um, and uh, the building, the place they held this town hall meeting, it's sort of like in the, an area like what I live in, uh, where there may be only 115 people that can actually get in there, and then there's a fire code that no more can come in. It was, it was a very small building. Uh, and the VA is definitely doing all they can to cover their butts and isolate this incident. They are keeping it out of the major media airways. But that's okay. I'm telling everybody I know. I even called the White House about it, and I said, I think Secretary Welke should know. Well, I asked the VA today in Fayetteville, it's a secretary. The, uh, the, uh, our, I'm sure he will be confirmed if, if Secretary Welke is aware of all this. And the woman told me she didn't know. And no, nothing surprises me about this, I'll tell you. Uh, uh, and all of this information on the uh, town hall and everything that I gave to you is from Wanda, I forget her last name, their public affairs officer. And I believe she was, uh, spoke briefly at the town hall meeting um, on the 9th. Uh, SF-95s are being filled out. This, this is uh, my opinion. You know, not, this didn't come from the VA. I'm an expert on FTCA. It takes a lawyer a few minutes to fill out an SF-95 in cases like this, and it's the first step in legal action against the VA. And they're being fought already. I'm so happy uh, with the district councils, uh, council down there in uh, Arkansas, because this way the VA cannot say that letter was the start date of the statute uh, of limits. And uh, the lawyer that I spoke to at length in, his whole firm, had the same concerns I did, and apparently a whole bunch of lawyers did because they were at that meeting at the town hall. They were taking names. Uh, uh, <clears throat> and 
uh, I'm almost done, Gerald. So it's not really a lot of news, but uh, the the VA is going to properly diagnose these patients and give them treatment if they're still alive. You know, and uh, 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 now both uh, of that. There was one widow in there said her husband just died, and he he was up the cemetery. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I was crying when I heard some of the widows. Uh, the oh, well, it's real widows. terrible stories now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And a and, couple of them are on other channels, uh, TV channels in Arkansas, with yeah. their husbands, any living husbands, if they have them telling their stories. Uh, a couple of women have been misdiagnosed already I, that I didn't see in the town hall meeting. They might have been there, but they're they're talking to TV, and uh, but it's just incredible to me how the VA is really, uh, you know, I, you know the director, uh, Gerald uh, Kevin Parks, he uh, moved into that position from a different position not that long ago, so he did all he could uh, to comfort the people that were there. But you know, some of those veterans, did you notice how they looked? They're in shock. They're in shock. Well, yeah, or does, does this, shock. Uh, does ahead, this come man. down to one single pathologist, is, or it is, yeah. is it the department? Uh, well, it's, it came down to one single pathologist um, who the VA put into a, a rehabilitation program for his addiction, which I thought was drugs, but he, he admitted it was that. He said he, he was not drunk. He was never impaired. I'm thinking now it was alcohol because the guy's trying to defend himself, blabbing away to newspapers. Uh, what they did, when he was in the program for quite some time, I'm, sh- I'm assuming quite a few months. They had already had problems with him, but they let him back, come right back to work because as far as they could tell, he was clean and, you know, and ready to do his job properly without being impaired. And he no sooner got back to work where he did become impaired again in in a way that was visible in some way uh, to other employees uh, where they knew something was wrong. And um, somehow something triggered them to look into all the lab reports he had done since 2005. And they may have had uh, complaints where even um, veterans had filed 1151 already or FTCA against them. I don't know. Something triggered them, the VA, and they did the right thing, to start looking into all the lab reports that he had done. And uh, the lab work he did covered a lot of types of uh, disabilities, uh, cancer, um, blood work, uh you know, and then, you know, you get lab, I get a, a urology report every year from a laboratory. I get the whole report. You know, I mean, these things, there's a lot that a pathologist does. And uh, when they found out uh, there were seven cases that popped right up, I mean, I think they had already sent out all those letters. But then again, I told the VA of Fayetteville, I've called them a few times, I told the uh, public affairs director, I said, look, I know for a fact that a lot of times a veteran's claim will be denied, and I'll tell him or her, 
well, you didn't show up for your sitting pay exam on, you know, March the 16th or whatever. But the reality is the VA never informed the veteran by mail or phone or anything that they had scheduled the appointment. I said, so when I hear they send out 20,000 letters, I told the woman, I said, you know, I really don't buy what they're selling. And I bet some of those letters have already come back at address unknown. So I wonder what Yeah, well, to. they won't track them down. No, no. They, they, you know, they, they, they won't. You know, I don't think they will. And um, I sound very pessimistic because my husband was a victim of malpractice, and that's why he's in a cemetery. But on the other hand, I believe good comes out of bad, and maybe this, after all the crap, at Candyland, you know, in Phoenix, and all the suicides that were pro- might well have been caused in some way by the VA. Uh, and well, uh, kind of, huh? It, it, it kind of strikes me that you say that VA is doing did the right thing. Uh, well, by notifying the veteran. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad. I'm glad to see that attitude. Somebody with your experience. Uh, and I, I know personally of your experience uh, that's able to say VA did the right thing. That's well, change in itself. Uh, well, you know, uh, not I to guess. just try to cover up. Well, that's an odd word because when my husband was misdiagnosed in one dynamic here in New York, Bath VA, then they sent him to Syracuse when they finally got one diagnosed correct. They were missing others. And you know when you, when he, I would go with him when he had you know uh, appointments at the VA, when they they started off with the wrong diagnosis that just had a snowball effect and covered a six year period because they kept treating him for the di- diagnosis that they told him he had and I thought he had. So uh, so believe me, the VA if they can cover something up, they will. They will, and they, they are very aggressive on this stuff. And uh, I'm so glad those lawyers did the right thing with the SF-95s. They're, you know, because uh, I know what they, I, I know how they are. They can be ruthless. But the funny thing is, James, when I got to the level of the general counsel down in Washington, uh, I realized I was talking to the cream of the crop at the VA. They are brilliant lawyers. And... Um, I went round and round with them, but, you know, you could say we had an argument. But, uh, no, I've been a pro se attorney many times. I was going to get what they owed me, and I promised my husband the day he died, he said, look, if they kill me, I want you to go after them. And I said, oh, honey, they're not going to kill anybody. He dropped dead four hours after he said that. Uh, He had already filed an 1151 claim because he felt that they were misdiagnosing and mistreating his PTSD. Well, actually, that's still sort of an open issue, but he threw in some other stuff at the bottom of the 1151 claim. He he couldn't type anymore. He couldn't use a computer. He dictated to me. But, well, I'm going into my long story, which is I've told told it it so many times. But the thing is, uh, the VA in these situations, they can be ruthless because they're smart at the general counsel level. A lot of these claims are going to the district council, uh, which is good too, you know. But um, 
the funny thing is, um, this is what I, I'll say it very quickly because I'll get off the phone and you guys have a lot of other things to talk about. Uh, when I filed my SF-95, it was as soon as I got my husband's medical records, which I didn't even know he could get because his nurse got mad at him for looking at his own records one day, screamed at him. I thought he was going to hit her. He had PTSD. She screamed at him. She said, you're not allowed to look at your records. Well, what a bunch of dopes we believed her. After he died, I got his records. Uh, right away, I knew something was wrong. And the very first statement on my SF-95, and this is the one that people have to be careful with, was that the veteran did not receive medical care comparable with the standard and usual medical community. And, the, and that's a legal term that VA knows that term real good. And the failure to properly diagnose and treat my husband caused his sudden untimely death at age 47. And then on my form, it's, there's a spot, I was telling the lawyer, uh, one of the law firms, under witnesses, he said, oh, well, how did you fill that out? He, uh, he said, you didn't have to fill that out. And I said, well, that's like if the post office you know, hit somebody or runs them over or another federal entity uh, causes an accident and you have to put down witnesses. I said, what I did, I listed the names of all the doctors that, uh, that treated him. And the lawyer must tell that. But I said, oh, yeah. But there's a lot more to this. And um, there's something that I have been fighting for for, t uh, let me see, 23 years. It's a mandate that the general counsel has to follow. In my case, they didn't follow it. They didn't follow it in a lot of wrongful death cases. And that mandate, by not following it, that meant that neither Congress, nor the public, nor the Secretary of the VA, nor the National Practitioner's Data Bank has any idea at all of how many law, uh, settlements and lawsuits they actually have to pay out. It's staggering for malpractice. And also, nobody knows about Area 1151, except Dr. Bash, some of the lawyers. <laughs> Area 51, it's not where the aliens are. It's where they hide their 1151 payouts. So, Do you still have an open 1151? Uh, no, but I just won my last one about... Uh, a year and a half ago, uh, my last 1151 on a decision I got in 1998. And I've got another issue with the VA, but I've been putting off, Jim, I've been putting off typing out another issue I have because I hate them so much. And I hate their BS, and I hate how the director herself has the audacity of the Buffalo VA regional office to lie to me on the phone about established VA case law. If she doesn't know what it says, how the heck can she expect the people in that work in that regional office to know what the case law is? But that's another long story. That's another long battle. And I, I just hate to deal with them again. But I have to because it'll finally give me the It'll give my husband's already got his peace with honor, but it'll give me more of that peace when I get my last issue resolved. And the funny thing is, 
this awful situation in Arkansas has given me a lot more fuel to the fire. I've written to the president about it, uh, Secretary Shulkin, House Veterans Affairs Committee, uh, Secretary, um, oh, I forget his name, uh, Shinseki. There's issues there the VA doesn't want to think about, but they have to be accountable for them now. And i got a big mouth. Uh, but the one thing I don't have is the time. Once I get involved in that, I have a farm. I have farm business. I'm very active in my church. Things, you know, everything takes time. But I will get to it. Uh, but James, you can't you know, not. Huh? You can't not do these things because it's for the veterans who are going to follow in your footsteps. Well, that's it. Uh, it's I for mean, the veterans that don't know how to speak up for themselves. Yeah, and and that's it. And, and and James, that's one reason why I'm not had it. I try to be there every day. I know what my husband did when they, a lot of BS they did with his claim. They finally resolved all his issues, but he was already dead. What good does that do him? Uh, and and they gave me a lot of money. It means nothing. It means nothing because he's still dead. <laughs> it means nothing. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of these families are going to find out that money will never replace uh, a part of, you know, like this one guy, I, I, I watched him on TV. My neighbor was here. He's Europe, as Air Force retired. Uh, he was on a, we were watching him on, on a TV in Arkansas, and I'm in New York, but it's, you know, through the computer. And that guy, he just found out, he got one of the letters, he just found out he has cancer. He says, I'm scared to death. My wife is scared to death. We don't know what to do. He says, I thought I was doing pretty good. They told me, oh, you don't have diabetes, you don't have this, you don't have that, you don't have heart disease. He said, they forgot to tell me. I have cancer because of that pathologist. It could have been treated three years ago. He said, I don't know how bad it is. It's prostate, you know, which could have been treated, I, you know. I considered the I consider the money as a way of keeping score. Oh, indeed, indeed. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, and that's, that's all part it of is. my philosophy too. The more it costs the VA, the more they'll wake up. Uh, in a letter I wrote to President Trump, and I sent Shulkin a copy of it. I said, uh, if you could stop the amount of money spent on malpractice of the VA system, you have enough money to build the wall. I mean, yeah. Uh, M- sure. Money should be an incentive. But it's easier, I think, for the VA to pay people off so they go away, except people like me. I'll never go away. But, you know, the they'll pay them too. off or settle with them and make them happy or give them 1151 money without looking at the problem that caused that payout in the first place. Now, and, you know, you know, you know what I don't get? And then I'm going to get off the phone. I don't get this. Um, I have an annual physical every year. I just have my annual physical and blood work and all this stuff uh, uh, on uh, Medicare, and I get an annual, um, I think it's called cytology exam, uh, which is a, a, a urinalysis test and all that. I think that's standard procedure for um, a lot of people. I'm wondering why, when this guy came back to work at the VA, why he wasn't uh, 
that he would have to have periodic, um, I guess, blood or urine tests to see if he was on drugs or alcohol. And apparently, maybe doctors are exempt from that, but don't VA patients get that stuff every once in a while? It's probably a union thing. You know, the, you they're, know they're part of the union. The by the union. Oh. Uh, Doc, the doctors are protected by the AMA, which is the largest union in the world, most powerful union in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they also have their federal employees union mm. that protects them. Oh, yeah. Yeah but, yeah, but certain levels can't join that union, James. you gotta, you got to uh, have a different setting. Nurses can join. I don't know if doctors can join. They've got their own union. Yeah, but, you know, I thought if a person, uh, a veteran, maybe, let's say they had a, a, a drug abuse problem, and as a local VA, we have a great treatment program for veterans that are there for, well, actually, drug or alcohol abuse. But wouldn't the VA really wanted to monitor that their blood work or urine to make sure that they're staying clean? It's their patient. I mean, isn't that part of the program? Well, once you've been caught, it looks like it to me. Uh, They would monitor them, and they very well may for a certain period of time. Yeah. Now, Berta, I heard one of these attorneys at that town hall meeting, he said that... uh, uh, they could only get two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per per veteran. Uh, well, uh, you know, I haven't looked up that law yet, but I, I I remember him saying that. Now, what he means is there's something that I think the House just passed on that, yeah, which is kind of ironic that they pass yeah. something like that on, and then all of a sudden Fayetteville happens. But the thing is, mm. state law controls settlements. Uh, I don't know what the um, state law is in Arkansas controlling the settlement, you know, where there's a certain, only a certain amount, and if you want more, you go into a federal court. And I was just yeah. reading today, a Marine, uh, his, uh, a Marine got uh, $2,400,000 for malpractice, uh, and I forget which VA it was, uh, a few years ago. That, that's, But he, he went to a federal court to get more money. I did I settled I was happy with the settlement. I've been happy ever since. I didn't want to prolong it. I just wanted them to acknowledge what they did. But you guys know where the money Huh? Do you guys know you know do y'all know where the money comes from in tort claims you went to tort claims? It's taxpayers' money. Comes Absolutely. out of the veterans. Oh no, well and no. the and, and no, the eleven fifty one money I asked the BDA, the ombudsman, a couple months back. I said, ombudsman, when I read the BDA annual report, it has the total of all VA compensation paid out, and then it's got, you know, the totals of all different other types of things that they pay out. Mm -hmm. I said, my question is, um, where are the figures for the 1151 claims paid out? Are they separate? Or are they absorbed into the general compensation fund? And he said, oh, they're absorbed into the general com- compensation fund. And I said, oh, um, uh, could you uh, respond to my email on that? And he did. So I got the goods on yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it, I, I get compensation. 
I never knew it was compensation. I looked at my check one day. Well, I don't get a check anymore. It's direct deposit. But it says VA compensation. I'm thinking, but this you is... You said VA 220. Huh? Two, VA 220. That's what it should oh. say. Oh. Because yeah, uh, to me, it's DIC. That is not compensation yeah. like direct service connection <clears throat> compensation. But according to the VA, what, what they tell Congress is it's included in the all the you know the, the total of all compensation paid out so i'm sure most of it is service connected comp but but they're adding in all the 1151 comps uh i got a friend wouldn't of mine make, he, oh go ahead john wouldn't it make sense for the va if you want to talk claim to take the money out of the responsible party's pocketbook like the area of the VA. And maybe they would have a sentence to improve, well, but this but stuff happens pocket, over it, and over again. But but it comes out of a different fund. All federal tort settlements, regardless of what department you're in, the VA, yeah. agriculture, anything, comes out of one single area in the budget. It has nothing to do with the VA. The U.S. Treasury, yeah, that's it. It comes yeah. right out of the Treasury. The taxpayers pay for it. And VA doctors are umbrellaed in a certain yeah, regulation where they don't have to pay malpractice insurance. The VA covers No incentive them all. to improve. They have no incentive to improve no, doing that's the bad right. stuff they're that's doing. Right. That's right. And, uh, but, guys, I'm going to hang up and listen to the rest of the show. I, I feel bad because I didn't want to take up all your time because it's always a good show, Jim, when you're on it. I hope Ray's there with you and John. John Bass is there, and Gerald, you, you guys always have a great, great show. So I'm going to yeah, hang up, guys, and, and I'm going to listen to everything that's going on. Thanks for calling in, Bird. You bet, Gerald. Bye now. Bye. Uh, we do have another caller online, uh, 816. Uh, well, 816 just dropped. Oh, no, 816, uh, area code. Uh, do you have a question or comment? Yes, I think that would be me. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, my name is Victor, and what uh, my question is, um, I've been fighting this for 47 years. Um, I was evacuated, medevaced out of Vietnam in June 1971, for a skin disease, um, uh-huh. they never did. Okay, they never did really uh, give me an answer what it was, uh, but they said it was uh, an allergy to chloroquine ingestion. Um, I know for a fact it wasn't because they treated me with chloroquine for a month and I didn't have a reaction to it. Um, oh. To make them. Yeah, it was pretty bad, and to, to make a long story short, um, I've never been able to get my records. Uh, I, I do have a couple letters where they have refused to um, release my medical records. I got some of them finally after 45 years, uh, enough to Good prove Lord. my – yeah. Um, I got enough to prove a lot of my conditions, and – that I was hospitalized in Vietnam for three weeks and in Japan for a week and on to U.S. 
And uh, I continued to deteriorate all the time I was on duty. And uh, they, re- I asked, I tried to get my records then in 1971, but they said they were lost in transit from Vietnam, uh, like eight months earlier. But they never were lost because I wound up getting them eventually. But it took me 45 years. But yeah. I can't get the rest of them. They're still well, attending. There's a lot of skin ailments that's uh, been attached to or associated with uh, Agent Orange. Now, I don't know how many of those uh, that became uh, uh, presumptives. Uh, James, you're, you're kind of on top of this Agent Orange thing. Uh, uh, do you know anything, you know, what he might be... Uh, well, you know, there's, uh, I don't know how many different ailments, uh, skin ailments that can be touched with it. Uh, well, first thing I want to say, if you're having trouble getting getting your records, go through a congressman or a senator, go down to their office, sign the paperwork, and have them retrieve your records. Uh, they're treated a little bit differently, and they get a better, more complete, clean copy of your records for you. Um, uh, is this James? I would say that go go that route to start with. Uh, well, I as have. For, as for your skin disease, uh, chloriac chloracne is recognized. I I uh, am service connected for chloracne. Uh, I don't know another veteran who is service connected for chloracne because it's supposed to be on your records uh, uh, as a skin disease at the time of your discharge or last exposure, and for one year thereafter, um, mine happened to be on my records, and it sounds like yours is. But it it doesn't, I don't know what kind of skin disease you have, but it's got to be chloracne or an acne form disease similar to. Uh, and, James? you know, that's been, dis- been described as pimples or bumps or rashes or... Uh, best thing to do is go for uh, an environmental exam at your regional office, wherever that may be, and let the environmental doctor look at your skin disease and diagnose it. Uh, James, I, I have done a lot of what you are saying there, um, and I was evacuated out for what they were calling, besides the skin disease, they called it uh uh, basically, they called it uh, Hives Unspecified. 708.9 is the medical ICD code. Um, and also was covered with mosquito bites and all kinds of stuff like that. But uh, that's in my records. But the problem is, uh, in the records I have, that is, but the problem I have is getting the records for the following six months after my return because I know now that I had a stroke uh, on duty at 19 years old. I have a 100% blocked carotid artery and uh, developed all kinds of issues. I, I get tumors removed every year from my intestines, and those were tested, and they are environmentally acquired. And uh, I was in the hospital, like I said, for a month there uh, in the Army and a week in the Navy hospital, and uh, they sent me home awaiting orders, and 
my understanding was I was probably going to be separated, but they sent me to a, oh, and I didn't tell you this, but I had issued to me a permanent profile in Vietnam um, for uh, uh, damage, permanent damage uh, to my, uh, well, practically every organ and system in my physical capacity and stamina, and it was a, a level three, and uh, it, I just got worse as time went on over the, you know, the remainder of my time in the service. And by the time I had was getting discharged, I had uh, really bad migraine headaches. I wound up going to a coma for almost a week, and uh, which I think was cerebral malaria or something from the Agent Orange. I don't know, but. You know, I know uh, I had this skin disease, and I had the papular rash around the eyes, on the ears, and the neck. Uh, I had swollen legs and arms. Just a lot of a lot of issues. Uh, uh, Let me give you a key here. Okay. Chloragne always spares the nose. Did you ever yeah, have anything on your nose? Well, I have developed uh, skin cancer on the nose and had to have some surgery, but I had it around my eyes mainly, on my on my face, on my neck, uh, on my ears even. But uh, yeah, correct me. Well, it, it, it's defined as a butterfly. If you took a butterfly configuration and put it over your face, sparing the nose. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That would be a good indication of chloracne. But do any do any of these ailments and diseases that you have uh, fall in line with the the uh, known associated diseases caused by Agent Orange? Your cancers well, I, and your you... well, I I don't know uh, exactly what that means, uh, but I know I had a number of other issues that are like fall into the presumptive conditions. Right. Uh, yeah, like that's the, what I'm asking. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I, now I am service-connected, and I just got 90% a couple months ago. But uh, I had the peripheral neuropathy, a lot of nerve damage, uh, heart palpitations and chest pains. And uh, I believe I'm, I know I had a stroke on duty, and I was only 19, 20 years old. And uh, um, I can't think offhand of what what else I had, a blood disease. Um, had a, a lot of problems with my bleeding. I bleed easy, but I clot at the wrong places, and I think that's why my left carotid artery is 100% blocked and inoperable. They can't operate on it. And, uh, of course, I've had a number of strokes now since then, and uh, coronary artery disease, Um uh, arteriosclerosis. Is this, is this uh, diagnosed as ischemic? Yes. Uh, are you are you rated for that? Ischemic heart now? disease. Are oh, you rated for yeah. ischemic heart disease as due to Agent Orange exposure? Well, I'm rated for uh, CAD, coronary artery disease. Okay. Right. What's your rating? I am rated for yeah, I'm, I'm and, 30% and per, of that. percentage would 30%? What, what are you saying? Uh, yes. That means the ejection fraction is over 50, James. 
yeah, that's what I was fixing to bring up at uh, yeah. at a, at thirty percent or or lower. You know that that would get you on up in in the, gosh, thirty percent or lower is get you a hundred percent. Right. Well, I, I don't know what they're doing. I would want to know what my what my ejection fraction was. You can look at look that up uh, on oh, your yeah, last yeah. heart cath. Uh, see what your ejection it's fraction right. is. Yeah, uh, you I can see. look that up also on NECO. Uh, the old the gold standard is the arteriogram. If you've ever had one of those, that would be the the gold standard. Um, mm-hmm. At ninety percent, man, I'd just go ahead and file for unemployability. At the same well, time, ask for ninety percent, ask for a hundred percent scheduler. A lot of times, I, you know. Go ahead. Oh, I just want to say, James, I have, uh, I have asked for a hundred percent, and I have filed for individual unemployability, and they've denied it twice, and. Uh, I have an appeals before the board now, but and and they did uh, escalate it uh, or expedite it, but they're still telling me, or VFW is, that it's going to be at least you know three years uh, before hmm. you know I get to be heard. But I'm not going to be here probably in three years. So, I mean, that's just you know I just know. Let me. Have you ever applied for VR and E? Yeah. Say it again, please. Have you ever applied for VR&E, vocation, well, rehabilitation, education? Oh, no, I, no, I've been disabled for eight years, nine years now uh, from other strokes. I, okay, I what you do, what you do, you say you, they denied your unemployability. What you do uh-huh. is you go down and you file for the VR&E. And what they're going to do, they're going to give you a big, long list of questions for you to answer. They'll ask those questions one at a time pertaining uh-huh. as to what you can still do. At the end of that oral test, they're going to tell you you're still employable or they're going to send you a letter saying that you are not employable. Uh, and okay. they'll put you in the ILP, Independent Living Program. You can use that letter that they're going to have to send you that says this man's not employable. That's how, and and okay. then uh, use that in your appeal. I see. Okay. Because well, that's if VR and E says you're unemployable, that you can't be rehabilitated, then they have no no reason to deny your unemployability. I see. Well, that's, there's another state too. And then did you retire at sixty two or did you retire at sixty two Social Security or did you uh or did you get disabled Social Security earlier? I got it earlier at uh I think I was fifty seven because I had another stroke and I had no memory. I didn't know what I was doing it, you know. All right, get, and that, so get that decision out and submit get, put that decision with your claim. Add it to it. Well, I just went ahead. What I did was I had enough time in to retire, uh, so mm-hmm. I went ahead and retired. Uh, I mean, I didn't have my 30 years in. I had like 25, but I went ahead and retired right. uh, mm-hmm. because I just couldn't do my job anymore, and I didn't even think about trying to, you know, have it, uh, you know, like um, disability retirement. I didn't even think of that. Okay. 
uh, I guess, but my my brain doesn't work like that. It just doesn't right. think ahead. Okay. But um, sometimes you so can I use your Social Security to let it help you. Yeah. Uh, they Are you a married veteran? Yes. Yep. Married. Yeah. Uh, you might consider applying for aid and attendance. Or what? I would have done that yesterday. Mm-hmm. What do you call it, James? Independence? It's aid and attendance. Aid and attendance. Oh, aid and attendance. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, I can still get around, you know. I mean, I'm not, like, bedridden or anything. There's a, You don't have to be bedridden, and you don't have to be half dead. But if there are certain things that you can no longer do for yourself that your wife has to do for you, uh, medication management is a big one. Um if you can okay. manage, if you can no longer, I, I can't manage my medications anymore. My wife has to do that for me. Uh, I can't detect the temperature in the shower. My wife has to do that for me. I can't oh. bend over long enough to adjust my braces. Uh, I would pass out. I've got uh, congestive heart failure. Uh, yeah. there, there's a. What would happen is they would print you out a. a a form to take to your doctor. You and your wife discuss things that you no longer can do for yourself, um, and, and you get your VA primary doctor to fill that out, or your social worker. Everybody in the VA healthcare system has a social worker. Find out who your social worker is. Have them help you fill out the paperwork and submit it to your primary care for signature. You know that's okay. that's that's going to bump you somewhere in the neighborhood of four hundred dollars a month, just a little less. I see. Yeah. Uh, fairly easy to get someone with your disabilities. Uh, yeah. Uh, go that route. Well, you know, I applied in nineteen eighty three for disability because, you know, I was still having a terrible time with my skin and. Uh, oh, well, a lot of other conditions. My abdomen, uh, it's always been killing me, you know, and it started in Vietnam. That's when they it started, and the bone pain. But uh, I applied in 1983, but uh, they, again, didn't give me any medical records. I have never been able to get them, and I bet I've got 20 to 30 FOIA requests. And o- only a few years ago, two or three years ago, I got some of those records um, that show my hospitalization in Vietnam. Enough to prove uh, some disabilities in that, but the following six months after my return and all the test results they did in Japan are still withheld. And they, I know they were like contemplating litigation, and that's, they said that the, they fall under the deliberative process privilege, and that's why they won't release them. I believe I'd be so, going to see my congressman or senator and request those records through their office. I did. Let them retrieve those. You know, they they can do things that we as veterans can't do. Uh, James, they, I let, did that. Let them earn their they pay. Can. They'll be glad to do it for you. Do that. Say that again. I said let them earn their pay. They'll be glad to do that oh. for you. Well, I did. I went through Claire McCaskill our senator in here in Missouri, and she couldn't do anything. Um, I don't... 
<laughs> so I haven't, I haven't gotten anywhere. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Congressman? Yeah, no, well, thanks, she is. Then try your try senator. That try senator. I've been yeah. away from quite a McCaskill. Yeah, she um, won't have. Away from yeah. But now, quick question for you now. You filed your claim. I guess you got service connected. Did you get service connected for anything that you were in the hospital for back then in Vietnam? And when you when, when uh when you finally got your service connection, because I know there's a big um, issue. There's a chap. There's an article called uh, "It's on the Effective Date." It's called oh, Service yeah, Department yeah. Records, three point one five six C. Now you filed your claim in eighty three. Well, if you get service connected in two thousand fifteen, based on records they just got, you originally filed the claim in eighty three. They got to pay you back to eighty three, buddy. Yeah, they won't. I tried to get the records no, when I was will. still on duty. Well, maybe. I tried to yeah, get will. the records. I tried to get those what records. What he's trying to say, John, duty. is he can't prove it because he don't have the records. Right. Well, you got I the, hospital, you got the hospital records, right? Did you say uh, you didn't understand you got the you got the hospital records in Vietnam? Right, I got the treatment records from Vietnam, and they have those. Okay. I've submitted them, and they they've gone over them, but they they say they're not. They just say uh, they don't really give me a reason. They just say they're not service connected. But I was in the hospital. Do you know what time it is? It's yeah, time to call the White House hotline. I yes, did that, James. I did yeah. that. What, I did that what too. Did, with they no results, you call them back. Well, I'm going to have to, I guess. a copy of your records or desk? Uh, yes, I do. I've got a copy of all my records. Well, I mean, I mean except a, for the ones. a desk. Uh, is it a desk or a paper copy? Well, I've got, I've got, uh, actually, I've got both. I've got them on a disc and I've got paper copies. Okay, are you sure you have both the front and back pages of your medical records? Because them were two-sided, and a lot of times VA only copied one side. Good point, Jerry. Well, I, yeah, I can't. you have to be sure you have page one, page two, and then so on and so forth. Uh, yeah, each no. page... Is actually two pages, and uh, go through and double check. You may have the information, but uh, the BA didn't copy it, and you have to let them know that they're an error and they owe you a new desk. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I I think they know. Um, I think mm-hmm. they know absolutely what they're doing. They're withholding well, yeah, attention. <laughs> <laughs> they know what they're doing. But double check to be sure you have both sides of those papers. Well, uh, who's, your rep- who's your rep? Yeah, I did as best I could as, as checking them. And, you know, they're just... Uh, what what it comes down to is they know exactly what they're doing and they're putting me off until I do pass away. They they don't want to go back to 1971 because that's when I tried to get my records and that's when they told told me they were lost. And I have the request. I have that copy. 
I mean, mm-hmm. I could send you a copy, you know, and you can see where right. I tried to get them in February of 1972. And mm-hmm. they said they were they, they were lost. And that I was evacuated in June of 71, you know, six, seven months earlier. And all those records uh, from June 71 to uh, January or February 72 are missing. Those well, records were... Go ahead. They have those records. Yeah, they I'll have them. They that. said they have them. They said well, they have them. Next. But they said, oh, John, they said that they're withholding them because of Exemption 5 of the FOIA uh, law. And I looked it up uh-huh. and I've read about it. So per Exemption 5, um, I don't have the exact uh, statute in front of me, but it was Exemption 5 of the FOIA uh, laws, and it, they fall under the deliberative process privilege. Uh, what so, was, was you in black ops or something? No, but uh, I was around a lot of CIA and stuff like that, and I'm beginning to think I was uh, almost, I'm almost sure I was part of an experiment there with uh, anti-malarials or something. I, I don't know what it was, but well, no. That wouldn't no. surprise me. <laughs> the CIA was all over the place where I was, and I, I don't know what had happened, but... Uh, I know I got an injection, and a couple weeks later, I was very, very ill. Uh, Of course, you know, I was eating up with mosquitoes and that, too. So I don't know, you know, if it was the malaria, and I don't know. It's just been a crazy, crazy thing for the last 47 years. Well, there are a lot of Vietnam veterans that do have malaria that come back from there. Uh, yeah, I know my brother's one of them, and uh, but uh, uh, there's someone you need to contact uh, to get your full records. And they have them, and the fact that my God, I spent ten, fifteen years trying to get mine, and they kept telling me the same thing. You just have to. There's a bear and, and stay after them and keep calling different people. Uh, try to get a hold of one of the undersecretaries or like James said, your senator, your congressman, uh, Claire McCaskill. I went to her about four times and all I get was a form letter from her, you know, and with nothing. And uh, yeah. so uh, you have to go to someone else. Uh, yeah, there's someone yeah. out there that can help you, and it's just a matter of getting the right dog to bark at them. Yeah, I know there is. There's somebody there that has to have some authority to intervene, but it seems like they're just bent on uh, making me, you know, waiting me out until I, I croak. And uh, I just want to see this something done before I pass on. Well, I mean, uh, right now I'd forget about croaking. I'd stay with them till I got my doggone <laughs> records, well, and you'll, you'll probably find out your your answers there. You ain't gonna croak till you croak. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you're you're right. 
Uh, but uh, you, uh, don't worry, don't worry about croaking. Yeah, I'd be looking yeah. for another Agent Orange exam if you hadn't already had one. Those you know, things I carry tried, a lot of weight. Uh, I tried to explain too, all of this to the examiner. Uh-huh. And as far as the White House hotline, if you don't get results, you wait the 21 days and you call them back. If you don't well, get results, 21 you wait 21 days and you call them again until you do get results. Okay. Well, they do that that, that a... hotline actually works. I've used it, gosh, I know, four times. Okay. Uh, well, now, they do have an environmental uh, assessment that they can give you at any uh, re- I mean, uh, medical facility. Uh, uh, might not be at one of these clinics. I, I know I had one uh, down at Muskogee there at the VA hospital, uh, but they have a, a environmental specialist, and you fill out a forms, and he, he fills out the forms for you and asks you all kinds of questions. And... Uh, if you haven't had an environmental assessment, uh, I would go ahead and get one. They're not hard to set up. Just tell them you need to see the environmental specialist. Okay. And they should. Uh, that's something there should be in your benefit. You being put uh, boots on the ground in Vietnam, you shouldn't be having a lot of these issues that you're having. Uh, and uh, what re- are you using uh, St. Louis uh, area a medical facility? I'm using the Kansas City because I'm oh Kansas I'm just City. Out- yeah, yeah, yes. they're no good either. Yeah, yeah you want to request an you want to request an environmental exam. And you want the environmental clinician, him or herself, to perform that exam. You don't want to be passed off to a a nurse practitioner. You want the environmental clinician, him or herself, to perform that examination. Because VA hires them as, as environmental experts, and they're going to take their word for what they say. Okay, it's, uh, I'll have to do that. Yeah. Uh, that, we have no problems around here doing that. Um, where I'm at in Tennessee, we just call Fort Campbell uh, and request that examination, and we request that Dr. George Dewey Dunn at the Nashville campus personally perform that, uh, that uh, uh, examination, and he does. And, yeah. And his word, his word, you know, they hire him to be the expert, so how they can they they can't deny what he says. Well, yeah, I I'm from Tennessee myself. Uh Blunt County, Maribel, over that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I yeah, I've got to do something here. I've got to move on this and because it's been 47 years and I'm tired of it. Tired of fighting um it's been unbelievable, and I've just been, you know, it just drug out too long, and they don't ever give me reasons. They just say not service-connected, not service-connected. 
And uh, well, have you been appealing them? Yeah, I have uh, some appeals before the board right now, and VFW told me I just have to wait my turn. I did write and ask for uh, for them to uh, ex- expedite it, and they wrote me back and they said that they found good and sufficient cause to do that. But the VFW says, well, I'm still three years out for something like that. There's still 200,000 guys ahead of me. Didn't they they had me four the years for, out. They had me again, four please? years out. Yeah. They told me, Mr. They told me we won't even open your file for four more years. I called the Trump hotline, and within three weeks, I had an old rating. I'm done. Well, uh, I don't have that kind of luck, I guess, because I called them, and they really didn't even want to hear what I had to say, so I got the wrong Yeah, person. dude, and call them again. Wait, wait 21 days yeah. and call them again. It's been 21. I'll wait. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, 21 working days and call them back. I will. Sooner I'll or later, you're going to get too. somebody sympathetic. Yeah. You're looking for that yeah, sympathetic person. Well, that's what if I, I were you I think there's one up there or that calls himself Joe. I'm sure they don't use their real names. Uh, yeah. yeah. If you can get a hold of Joe, I know several <laughs> of of those people. Uh, they're sympathetic to your cause. They're not going to brush you off. And you okay. just keep calling until you get a hold of one of them that's sympathetic. Well, that's I'll what do you that. have yeah. to do. Did you and say there was another thing? And phone numbers a lot if you get yeah. a private number. You don't have Go to your number senator, hand, try to get your records through your senator. That's number one. Ask for right. the Is environmental exam. Uh, that would be number two in the Trump hotline. That would be number three for me. Okay. I've done... I've I've done some of those, but I haven't done the exam, and I... And I'm going to call uh, the the hotline back. So maybe I'll have some. Yeah, yeah. Also, I would also recommend that you very seriously consider sending the BFW down the road and firing them and getting you a certified would, claims agent to help you finish your claim. Oh, yeah. Well, you, yeah call you, know, Alex, I, you call I, Alex Graham. <laughs> seriously, you know, I'm not advertising for Alex, but Alex is about the best there is. Um, yeah, his, he's been recommended uh, before. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 personally, I don't think he can do any better. Okay, uh, he's yeah. not going to blow you off. I'll guarantee you that. Yeah, these other guys have no incentive to win your claim, buddy. You're stuck in a stack with the rest of the veterans. These agents have got incentive to win your claim. They'll fight for you, and they can actually go into the computer and see exactly where your claim's at. They've got access. Yeah. Well, I'm. You can. So, I'll get something. You can done. get a hold of Alex. Asknod. dot com. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's been recommended before, and and uh, I'll be contacting him here, and uh, because I'm not going to wait for years for this to be done, I need someone that can speed it up. Well, I know uh, you probably have other callers. And I don't want to keep you um, from from your main topic there. Uh, and very interesting show. And I want to you know say thanks to everybody for all the information you've given me and uh, 
and the guidance, and it's it's been great too. You well, you just hang in there. I will. Good luck to you. Well, thank you and very much. Call, I appreciate. It. I will. Call I'll do back that. Anytime. Okay. Well, uh, I appreciate it. I really do. We have a caller in here, uh, six one five two nine two five. Uh, uh, Ray, is it? Well, I was wondering. Uh, uh, Thanks, guys. I'll get off of here and let you go. Okay. Thank okay. you all for calling in. All right, thank uh, you. Bye-bye. 615-2925. Uh, uh, you in there? I'm just listening to the end. Oh, okay. Thank I don't you have God. anything. Uh, 615, you're, you're from my area code. Yeah, James, you know me. <laughs> Sounds like Jim Nix. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just listening okay. to Okay. <laughs> Jim Jim has an interesting story. Uh, I said just a uh, short time ago that I didn't know another veteran that that was that had a chlor that had won a chloracne claim. Uh Jim actually did win a chloracne claim. It was on his records uh, when he ET, ETSed. But lately within the last uh Four five months, they without any notification at all, uh, they took away his chloracne. Uh, yeah, what would you have? A ten percent, twenty, ten, ten, and they said it was resolved. Uh, without any examination, without any warning, without any letter of proposal, they just. Said it resolved and 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 took it. How many years you've been drawing that, Jim? I think I had it for about three years. <clears throat> okay. But uh, uh, they have since then. You know, I'm trying to get it back. And uh, since then, they have sent me to three different doctors for them to look at it. And I got a call yesterday, wanting me to go see another doc. They want me to go over to the gold building. Uh, and see somebody okay, over there. Okay, Maryland is C&P exam. Yeah, but they have sent me to they sent me to three different doctors already, that and all three of them said that it was chloracne, that it was uh, in the chloracne field or whatever you want to call it, and uh, but now they're sending me over to to the gold building, so we'll see where that goes. Yeah, that's for your C&P exam. Uh, yeah. But gosh, well, be I, I, I don't see how they took it to start with, with without an exam. You know, I know you got to have it five years. Uh, after five years, the burden of proof and sustained uh, improvements got to be proven by the VA. At three years, I guess they can pretty well do what they want to, but not yeah. without an examination. Yeah. Uh, well, they, John, they, what, John, what do you think about that? No examination, just took it away. I'd be calling my congressman the Trump hotline myself on that one. That's a that's, that's a cue in the making. You've already had three doctors say it was chloracne. 
You tell them yes. where they got. Tell them to decide. Tell them to decide and start paying you back, or tell them you tell them that you're going to file a tort claim against them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they're they're causing you harm by costing you money over a piece of bullshit. Yeah. I mean, it's only ten percent, but still, uh, it's the it's got to be the principle but, of the thing now. Well, it's, it's only ten percent for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know how much money that's going to be, but uh, I hope it's quite a bit. Well, at, at this point in time, it really won't make any difference in mine because I'm at I'm at seventy percent because I've got a sixty percent for my heart for ischemic heart disease, and I got twenty percent for the scars on my chest that didn't grow back together right, and I got ten percent for tinnitus. And when you add all of those things up, and then you put the proracne, if I get it back at 10%, uh, it doesn't take me enough to bump me up to the next level. But you're within range of unemployability. Yeah, yeah, and I'm still working on that. Right. Um, right. Other than that, you know, you're staying the course. Um, other than that, I, you know, I don't have anything to add. Um, I'll tell you one other thing that you can do. You can, uh, apply for another or, or ask, get scheduled for another Agent Orange exam, see Dr. Dewey Dunn and get uh-huh. another letter from him. Uh, you're okay. entitled to more than one Agent Orange exam. Yeah. Well, let's see how this works out, and then we'll go from there. We're, everything's still open, so you know I'm not I'm not at a deadline or anything. So uh, let's see what happens after my my visit over down, over there to the gold building next week. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and your CNP exam that's not that's not uh, a final ruling on whether or not you're going to win. It's just considered with all other evidence. A lot of well, guys think if they if they don't get a good CNP exam they can't win. Yeah. But it's just thrown in with the rest of the rest of the evidence, and then the decision is based upon all evidence, not yeah. just one exam. Well, the would, the CNP exam. Would, go ahead. I would definitely call my congressman of the Trump hotline. And you've already yeah. got the results of those other three exams, and what's their doctor shopping to get a negative exam is what they're doing. Yeah, well, the That's the CMP exam, the, the exam that I got over in the gold building originally, is when I got the ten percent. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that gave me the ten percent. So, yeah. I don't know. Well, you know that the VA knows that, but they're still still the doctor shop you to death to get a negative opinion. But you've already got a couple of positive ones, so they got to have a whole lot of evidence to balance it. And you know, the yeah. equipoise yeah. would be in your favor. So they need to get right. back and pay you and forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> all right. Well, no, I was just I was just sitting mm-hmm. here listening in. I'll just see mm-hmm. what all you had to say. Well, dirty dogs, buddy, is what they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Gerald moving dog. around long. Gerald, Gerald called me the other day and he was complaining. Um. You know, Gerald's got a dash-mounted toilet paper dispenser in his truck, and this thing was set yeah. up on a timer. Um, 
and it, it, the timer didn't work and didn't coincide with the need, so Gerald ended up going down the road and uh, having accidents. Uh, so he got the timer fixed. It, it, it's on demand now. Uh, but his problem is they changed the hole size in the toilet paper roller. So just standard toilet paper don't fit it anymore. He's got to order it through VA. Yeah, and they want six weeks to do ever. That's a long time to wait for a roll of toilet paper, Gerald. What are you doing that, to mean that? Oh, my God. You stopped everybody. <laughs> Why don't you ask him to give you, let you use a veteran's choice card and go to Costco, Jer? <laughs> I'm going to tell you we've had more fun off of that, tele- that uh, toilet paper dispenser. Gerald rides down the road. All he's got on is he's got a one tape in his truck, and uh, it's it wipeout. That's all it plays all day long, wipeout. Uh, I can see that. Now, I hope you know who we're just kidding. Uh, but uh, me and Gerald have, have laughed so much over that. Uh, Gerald tells me, don't you say nothing about that on the radio show because they never laughed so hard since I got out of the hospital last time. Oh, God. So I hate to bring that up, but I just thought it was something, you know, we need to take a look at that difference in the hole size in the toilet paper roll. Gerald says he's going to be cremated. Uh, yeah. And we were talking about they could use, actually use whatever leftover toilet paper he had to start the fire with. But knowing the VA, it's synthetic, not flammable. So I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect for him. <laughs> but going back to items that you can get from IOP after 18 months, uh, they have finally supposedly ordered my recliner. Uh, they have fought me like cats and dogs on this recliner. Uh, the first thing they did is they grilled my doctor. My doctor wrote a prescription for a recliner. Medically necessary recliner. Leather. And then she put in parentheses, real leather, because of my chloracne disease. Uh, But they have balked on this thing. Then they come back. uh, Your doctor didn't say it needed to be a stand-up recliner. So they gave me a choice of two recliners, neither one of them stand-up recliners. So I had to go to my podiatrist and get him to write down that I needed a stand-up recliner, not just any recliner, and give the medical conditions, and he asked me the medical conditions and percentages that I had been awarded to prove that I needed a stand-up recliner. Of course, that was loss of use of right hand, loss of use of right foot, uh, 40% on the left hand and 30% on the left foot, uh, so they they came back. Uh, I picked the recliner, and they came back with your doctor didn't say you needed heat and massage. Well, 
you know, my doctor didn't specify color, and, and my doctor didn't say what kind of toothpaste I need to use. Uh, but finally they relented and said, well, I told them I would get them a letter from dermatology, and then they relented. They said, well, Vince, it's another month, and Trump, the Trump line's hot after them. That's what's, what's hurrying this thing up, I think. They finally relented and said, we'll give you the benefit of doubt, and we'll order that recliner with heat and massage. Uh, and that was supposed to have been ordered before the end of the business day on Monday. So we'll see what happens. But then I have another problem. They sent me a mattress in box springs. I picked out a 20, the most that I can pay on the Internet. I looked up not the deals, but the highest price that I could find on the Internet, $2,500, mattress in box springs. Uh, they tried to substitute a $800 set. And I refused delivery. I told them they might as well save the truck driver uh, a trip. I was refusing delivery. So then I get another correspondence that says, if you refuse delivery of that mattress and box springs, we're going to formally deny you a mattress and box springs. So I said, you do what you think you have to do. Uh, But I don't think, you know, all I'm asking for, however unreasonable it may be is to pick out my own bed so they relented and they found the bed that I wanted the $2,500 bed they delivered it they charged according to the bill that they sent me that they want me to sign off on the VA according to them they paid $3,729 for that mattress and box springs it's a $2,500 set they paid $800 for shipment. And every mattress firm around me, incidentally, that's where this one came from, stocks that mattress. So why the $800 shipping? And then there was a charge for $80 to remove that mattress from my bed, my old mattress, and $80 to put the new one on. I'm afraid to sign that. That's fraud. <laughs> What do you think? That is fraud. That's why it is. You know, I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking if they can't explain to me why a $2,500 mattress becomes a $3,700 mattress and why it costs 800 to deliver it and $80 to take my old one off and $80 to put the new one on, if I sign on that. I'm helping somebody defraud the government, and they can take all of my benefits. Well, oh, I'm between a rock and a hard spot. Ought to talk to someone. <laughs> I need to do uh, an investigation on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I did send it to a congressman's office for them to smoke it over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the answer that I got from that source which wasn't a congressman himself, but somebody on staff, is, well, they have to go through a contracting agency to order those things. So the contracting agency has to make something and marks it up. But a $2,000 markup, I can't buy that one. 
That's an awful lot of markup. No. I'd be calling the Trump hotline again. I'd be um, calling the Trump hotline again on that one. I'd say it. I, 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 I just have to refuse to sign it unless they can explain to me how how uh, how how it was inflated two thousand dollars. I don't know. Uh, I don't know at what point it was inflated. But well, yeah, I won't sign it until it's it, un, until they can explain that to me. Something that I can understand. Uh, to me, that's yeah. that's defrauding. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be part of a conspiracy to defraud the government. And the, and that's exactly what I would become, unknowingly. Uh, yeah, they don't care whether you know or not. Innocent of the law don't mean, you know, ignorance of the law don't mean nothing. Well, they they also, they told me what was taking so long uh, when I went over my counselor's head to her boss, what was taking so long is she put everything on one request when she should have broke it down and used five separate forms one item on each form. So she hmm. sent me five blank forms, and she said, just sign those on the bottom line and return them so we can order these things. And dumb me, I signed all five of them sent them back. Oh. To be filled in later. Oh. So, you know, I could have okayed, I could have okayed somebody sending me a, a Half a million dollar rocket ship. I don't know what that's called. What was it show up out there? Yeah, and I already signed off on it five times. You know what? The Russians did it. (laughs) 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 Maybe you can get me my toilet paper dispenser. (laughs) I I wouldn't want one of them toilet paper dispensers for the whole size. They, if the whole size is wrong, you know all the kind of trouble you can get into. You know, I can imagine. Especially if you got to do You don't have to imagine, Gerald. You've been there. <laughs> James, did, did you hear Mama. the one about the fellas trying to? Did you hear the one about the fellas trying to steal gas out of the RV? Out of the motorhome. No. They stuck their siphon holes in the black tank and started sucking away at it. <laughs> That'd be bad. That's terrible. Well, uh, it's been an interesting evening. Uh, I, I, I was glad to hear from Berta. Uh, hadn't heard her yep. voice in a long time. Uh, yeah, she's, she's done a she's, she's done a lot. Today, she still does a lot. Right. Yeah, oh, you bet. Oh, uh, yeah. And she's a lot like I am, you know. Beat down a path for other veterans to follow. You know, let's 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 take on the crap. Somebody's got to know that that somebody is going to take take them on, uh, and fight the battle. Be tenacious. And just help some more guys out that are going to follow in our footsteps. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of veterans. 
help. Uh, veterans need a lot of help, and too few people are helping. So. But anyway, yeah, James, we're about out of time here. So I guess we need to wind this show up. Uh, and um, hopefully it won't be too long before we get you back on. Yeah. Uh, anytime. He keep us up there. Yeah, keep us keep us updated on the recliner and the mattress. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, I'm expecting my recliner any day, and then I'm expecting maybe they'll use this. Uh, if you don't sign off on that, we ain't bringing your recliner. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if they can say. Change toilet paper roller size. I'm, I'm, I don't know what to expect out of this recliner. It might have a built-in body chair. I don't know. Well, you never know. Uh, i got to go through it myself in a couple of weeks. <laughs> built-in body chair with automatic wiper. Yeah. But... Uh, that's called Aiden Tunes, ain't it? Aiden Tunes. I'm probably Aiden with this one. Yeah, as long as the proctologist didn't design it, he'd be all right. That's right. Okay. Okay, James, we'll go ahead and shut her down for now and. And uh, you have a good evening, and everyone, thank you all to, for being on the show here. And uh, it's been a good show, so I hope somebody learned something. I hope we help someone. And uh, remember, folks, these shows are on archives, so you can come back and listen to them whenever you want. And... Um, we want to thank Haddit for sponsoring the podcast. It's, it's been a great thing. Uh, and uh, believe it or not, uh, we do have a lot of people listening in, uh, more than anyone would believe. So uh, with that, this will be Gerald Cook and Jay Basser. We'll be signing off for now. It's time for the Hadit.com radio. You've been listening to the Hadit.com blog talk radio show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or blog talk radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com blog talk radio and the Ask Bachelor Show. <laughs>